now for something completely different. Welcome to Shout Out. Out of the closet and into your ears. Hello and welcome to Shout Out. As always, I'm Andy Shorten. And I'm Hans Peregrine. Today on the show, the Tour de Trans. Uh, they've set off and we'll be speaking to them live. Being trans non-binary. Uh, Ivan speaks to Loey. And Under the Boy. Uh, it's that time for their monthly minicast. All that and more today on Shout Out. Right, can I just apologise in advance for the listeners because Steph is in the oddest mood ever so far today. And she just made me smell like a strawberry. I know, right? There are definitely worse things one could smell of. Well, and it's not just strawberry, it's raspberry as well. Which mic am I on? The blue or the green? No, just the one. Yeah, you're not that important. And I can turn that one off if if you really want to say. I'd much rather say hello to Matthew and Terry. (laughs) Hello. Hello. How are you? Matthew. Hello. Terry. It's slightly warm here. Yes. Oh, it's nice and cool in here. (laughs) Sorry to rub it in. Yes, well, I think it's about minus six in the studio. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've got a thermal long sleeve top on and I'm fine. (laughs) Um, right, what we got coming up? Oh, we're going to be calling um, yes. Peyton, uh, Tour de Trans, first day, mm-hmm. end of their first day. So we'll be chatting to them. And if you wonder why Andy's gone quiet, it's because we <laughs> gagged him. Otherwise, he doesn't shut up. Ha, ha, um, ha. It's because, it's because <laughs> I can't dial a phone at the same time. It's oh, see, typical bloke. <laughs> Can't multitask. <laughs> this is like burn <laughs> tennis over here. I know, right? Ding dong. <laughs> I'm glad I'm sat on this side umpiring. <laughs> <laughs> One all. Yes, good evening, Matthew and Terry. How are we? Hello. <laughs> oh, that was a chorus. <laughs> that was good. So we we do actually... Synchronised uh, news team, you see, that's what it is. Uh, we do actually appear to be having a problem with the phone, so we may have to talk to our tour de trans a, a little bit later, so we can see if okay. we can fix it. Okay, well, let's move the whole show forward. Yeah, shall we? Shall, shall we kick straight off? Let's. So, um... So what we got coming what up? Oh, we got a song. Do? Yeah, no, we got a song. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I can sing. Oh dear. No, please don't. Okay. Please don't. It's, it's bad enough. We Steph, need to so. get a main presenter that can actually multitask. Don't well, look at see, me. To be fair, no, normally like you would cue it up before we're on air, but it didn't work. No. So I, I said to Steph, I said I, I made the most stupid mistake in the world and said, "Can you talk while I phone?" And in classic Steph fashion, she talks too much. And, and <laughs> Ow! <laughs> well, she Ow. has got two mics for a reason. So, true. So, anyway, uh, we will make it very, very professional when we come back, because we come back and we we'll get some new headlines with the lovely Matthew and Terry. Um, but in the meantime, uh, you're listening to Shout Out. Stay with us. We'll be back in a minute. The Shout Out Podcast. There you go. That's uh, better off without you. Whoa, what are you trying to say, Andy? Well, no, I thought I'd hint with the music. <laughs> Well, that was it. I love you. As as subtle as a sledgehammer, as usual. (laughs) (laughs) So... Uh, all good. So anyway, should, should we should we have a bit more professionalism? Um, And um, uh, Terry, Matthew, are you both there? You're standing by. Marvelous. Cool. Should we get some news headlines? You can indeed. (laughs) 
This is Shout Out News on Thursday the 13th of August. Local TV channel Bristol TV reports that it's an important time of the year for young people whose A-level and GCSE results are out over the coming week. This year, final exams were not able to take place due to the pandemic, resulting in some of this week's A-level final results being downgraded from those predicted. Exams which do not necessarily reflect the real intelligence of young people and benefit those who can cram information into their short-term memories are thought by many educationalists to be in urgent need of reform. Some organisations believe that they need to be abolished in favour of some form of continuing assessment. However, so far, no one can agree on exactly what future testing of abilities might look like, and the exam system carries on year by year. The charity Childline reports a hike at calls at this time of year owing to exam pressures and stress. LGBTQ young people might be concerned at exam results, more so this year given the disruption to teaching and the results system itself. If you work with or support anyone experiencing exam stress, then Childline is there to listen and signpost for further support. You can call them on 0800 1111 at any time. The Smithsonian Channel on Friday night looked at the exciting re-examination of the remains of the Polish revolutionary Kazimierz Pulaski, who fought with the Free American Armies during the US War of Independence and is commonly believed to have saved the life of George Washington during one battle. Pulaski, who would die and be interred on the battlefields of Georgia, detested the Russian domination of his Polish homeland and took his exceptional military skills to aid the Americans. In the lengthy documentary programme that examined the Smithsonian Museum's own efforts to settle questions about Pulaski's heritage, it was suggested that the great fighter and political leader was very possibly born into sex, a fact which is obliquely hinted at in accounts written in Poland of his birth and early years. It was agreed by experts that Pulaski's remains have several features that are commonly associated with the skeletons of females, And this has led experts to posit that the strategist may have been born with congenital adrenal hyperplasia, which is one intersex condition. The programme aired by the Smithsonian advised viewers that in all, the conditions that lead to people having some kind of intersex identity is much higher than usually thought by the public at around one in a hundred births. Intersex civil rights advocates interviewed by the programme expressed admiration for Pulaski's achievements, particularly if he had been born in intersex and made use of his notable small stature and musculature to become one of the finest cavalrymen of the American War of Independence. The Pagan Federation has a new website and a fresh makeover to its online presence. Founded in 1971, the organisation is the largest representative body for followers of a variety of pagan spiritual traditions in the UK, including Wicca, Heathenry and Druidry. The organisation explains that paganism is the ancestral religion of the whole of humanity. Now, although it's true that there are elements within pagan belief systems that have been homophobic and transphobic, these are very much minority viewpoints and the majority of pagan groups, local and national, remain open and welcoming to LGBTQ adherents. The Pagan Federation even boasts its own LGBTQ officer as well as a disabilities officer and one dedicated to fostering good relations with other religions. The Pagan Federation has launched its own series of podcasts to explore aspects of belief in Britain today and episode two is available on Spotify and Apple as well as other platforms allows one to hear from LGBTQ pagan practitioners. And finally, a 
faith-based festival to close with. This week, LGBTQ Hindus are marking Krishna Janmastami. This is an annual festival which usually falls in uh, August or September and marks the birth of Krishna. He is the god of compassion, tenderness, love and is one of the most popular and widely revered among the Indian divinities. The festival is marked by food, feasting and in particular the cons- consumption of sweets and if you've ever tasted Indian traditional sweets you know that they are absolutely delicious. We wish all our Hindu listeners a very happy Janmastami and hope that you and your family enjoy the celebrations. If you want to know more about the LGBTQ people and the ancient religion of Hinduism then we recommend you check out the website Galva 108. This explores the strong association with gender non-conformity and sexual diversity in the Hindu Hindu tradition. The website is also a fascinating primer on a faith that has been continuously practised for many thousands of years. And incidentally, Britain's largest Hindu radio station is called Sanskar Radio, which you can find online and broadcasts devotional music and information. For these news stories and more, you can check out our website at shoutoutradio.lgbt. For Shoutout News, this has been Terry Starr and Matthew Tosh. Shout out news, national and international LGBT news for you. Shout out LGBT radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. Uh, heaven and heart especially for hands I like that one it's, it's, uh, that's uh, by Joel Corey yeah I've not heard so, it before I yeah. don't think yeah I kind of I just went back through some of the tracks that we played over over the last because because uh, we like only play so many a week yeah. you can play them and then they can sit on my computer and we don't play them again for another year and so I thought I'd just dig some out I think one week Andy you should let me choose them but I won't or n- you won't know until about five minutes before the show yeah, but the problem, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it may all be Justin Bieber. I can't. Yeah. No, 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 not happening. Right so. from the 2000s up. <laughs> so anyway, apologies. We, we are trying to sort out some way of uh, talking to our tour de trans, um, but uh, we are having a few issues with phones at the moment. So uh, if we can get them uh, on this week, we will. If not, uh, we will try and get them on, on a future uh, episode. But right now, um, we're going to um, catch up with Ivan, um, who is um, speaking to Loey. Yes. Um, about being trans non-binary. Loie Trevena is a well-respected Bristol journalist and writer. They also happen to live with gender dysphoria and identify as trans non-binary. Now, both of these can be baffling and many people have difficulty understanding the concept of gender identity and a gender spectrum. But Loie lives with them every day of their life. And today, we're hoping to unravel some of the mystery behind the terminology and reveal some of the frustration, heartbreak and the challenges they create for them on a daily basis. Loie, thank you very much for joining me today. How are you doing? 
I'm all right. Thank you for having me. I've had my coffee. It's all good. Great. I, I'm glad you've had your coffee. I think you're going to need it. Uh, let's <laughs> let's start with the basics, shall we? Because there was a couple of um, couple of uh, long words in there that I used in that introduction to you that people may or may not be familiar with. And uh, you describe yourself as living with gender dysphoria. Can you just explain to people exactly what that means in a nutshell? Yeah, sure. So, um, sort of like the easiest explanation I can kind of think of is it's kind of like putting on the clothes that don't feel right like maybe you have a pair of jeans that don't quite fit or like you put on some like slightly still damp clothing um and it just doesn't feel right and what you're wearing just doesn't feel great and it's that but just kind of times a hundred um and it's kind of worse because it's your actual body like you can't just get changed into something else it's just attached to you and it never feels quite right so it's this uh, feeling of unease i guess uh, when you look in the mirror it's something just doesn't feel right yeah, yeah. And it can be very overwhelming. Um, for me, a lot of my uh, dysphoria is on my chest. And for me, it kind of feels a bit like um, a sinking feeling or like a kind of stabbing pain in my chest. Like it, it feels quite physical, um, even though it's kind of a mental thing that's going on. Most people understand the idea of being transgender. In other words, um, maybe if you've been assigned male at birth and uh, you feel actually you're, you feel inside that you're female or vice versa. Can you explain what uh, transgender and non-binary means? Yeah, sure. Um, so non-binary is basically existing outside of the gender spectrum so on one side you've got male and then on the other side you've got female and then non-binary people just don't fit, feel like they fit within that spectrum well, not um, even in the spectrum at all just outside well, i mean it kind of depends on who you're talking to for right. me i that's how i define it and that's um, that's important isn't it because yeah. this is this is this is how you define yourself it's not somebody else putting you into a box is it yeah, that's totally it. And also why I'm a big fan of just like, if you're confused, just ask someone or research it yourself. Um, because it is a super complex thing. And even now, like, I've been out for like, mm, nearly half a decade. And like, I still trip up, I still get stuff wrong. Um, and like, that's totally fine. Um, but yeah, for me, it's existing outside of that spectrum. It's just like feeling like, completely genderless um and it's not something i was even aware of until like maybe my mid-teens um just because there wasn't that language surrounding it so although it's something i can look back and be like oh i was always non-binary it's something that i only really had the language to understand as i got older well that's that was my my next question because mm-hmm. um, and it was one that i was uh, wary about asking because it's kind of like asking somebody oh when did you realize you were a boy or when did you realize mm-hmm. you're a girl and normally the answer is well you know I, i've all you know i've always realized but what i wanted to ask you is when you first understood that something wasn't right <laughs> yeah wow um so honestly when puberty hit um but I think it was kind of even more confusing because even now, and especially more, you know, 10 or 15 years ago, um, gender is seen as completely binary, like you're male or you're female. Mm. Um, and there's not really anything in between. That's just the way society functions. So I grew up and hit puberty and realized that something wasn't quite right, but I wasn't a guy. So like, maybe I was just a girl, but it, I didn't feel right in that body. It's only when, I sort of I was maybe part of that first generation that really grew up with constant access to the internet um, as a teenager, and I managed to find all these terms that I'd not heard of before, and found that 
non-binary people exist um, and that that's a, something you could be. And suddenly it was like puzzle pieces slotted into place. The, the, um, the penny started dropping. It must have been uh, initially um, and, and maybe still is a very lonely place to be. How, how was it? Indeed, if you have, how was it coming out to family and coming out to friends? Because the idea of um, revealing a, a differing sexual identity to your family and friends is traumatic for some, but revealing a different gender identity, that's, that's almost a whole different ball game, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so um, I came out when I was living um, kind of nearish London, but one of those very conservative towns, like small towns. Um, and that was super interesting, uh, to put it lightly. Um, my parents still don't fully accept me and still won't use my chosen name um, or my pronouns, which is a little bit difficult um, to put it. Yeah, to put it lightly. Um, but my friends have always been super accepting and having moved to Bristol, it's just been an incredible experience because it's changed from having a few friends that know I'm out and use the correct name and pronouns. Um, and then, you know, on the internet being this person that you know is fully out to being out in real life and having that actual physical community around me um so yeah it's been a definite process of going from like online being out to a few close friends not being accepted by others um to then moving here and having that physical community and seeing that there's other non-binary people just like living and existing and thriving what what kind of challenges are you facing on a, a daily basis? Um, I mean, you mentioned the pronouns. Um, you know, uh, I, I guess an easy thing I, I've noticed that you do. I do it myself. I, I put my preferred pronouns in in my email signature, for example. And um, I'm, I imagine that must be quite refreshing when you get an email from somebody, and that's you know down at the bottom because it means that they're thinking they're thinking in the same without wishing to use the phrase for thinking inside the box with you, sort of thing. Um, is it a generational thing? Uh, do you think the way, you know, in terms of how people accept who or how you identify, do you, do you find it that y- younger people are more accepting or is it across the board? Oh, that's a really difficult question. I don't know because I've only had like, I can only really speak from my own experience. And um, for me, like in Bristol, um, everyone that I've spoken to has just immediately got it. Um, but then that might be the community I'm around. Um, there's so many different factors. Um, but I find that a lot of people... Um, in my family, older generations sort of think that my chosen name um, is like a nickname, uh, which is kind of like, we're getting there, it's getting there. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like, yeah, I mean, definitely my generation um, has been completely fine and accepting on the whole. Um, I mean, there has been some obvious sort of like distancing from people that um, weren't so accepting, but yeah, on the whole, it's been it's been okay. It's more like the odd the odd one or two people, which it's, unfortunately includes my parents at this yeah, point. Yeah, it, it, it sounds as if you you know um, you're sort of facing up to the fact that you have to leave certain people behind in order for you to move forward. Am, am I am I right there? Yeah, yeah. Um, it shouldn't be the case, but I think unfortunately it is. We have to accept that perhaps it will take certain people. Um, a while, possibly never, to fully accept you as you yeah, are. Yeah, um, and that so, yeah. that must be quite heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah, it's why I go to therapy every week. <laughs> well, well, that's that's important, isn't it? I mean, there is help out there, but you yes. know, let's let's look forward now, shall we? Because you've made this decision to alter your body to better reflect mm. your gender identity. Can you explain exactly what you're planning? 
Yes, so um, I'm going to have something called top surgery, um, which is essentially when they remove the breast tissue from your chest um, and you have a flatter, more masculine chest. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm planning. And at the moment, you wear a binder, is that right? I, I mean, I've, I've, I've read some information, you've you put that out there on, on social media. Can you explain what, what that does? Yeah, um, so it kind of looks like a cropped vest top a lot of the time, um, and it's sort of just like a chest compression um, garment, and it just yeah, it just pushes your breast tissue down, so it gives you a flatter, more masculine looking chest. Is that is that something you you know when you get up in the morning, you know you have a shower or whatever, and 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 you you, auto, you automatically you know put this binder on? Do you, are, are you thinking about anything when when you're putting that on, or is it just a piece of clothing to you? Um, yeah, it's so binders are a weird thing. First of all, they're really hard to put on once you get out of the shower. Um, they're a right pain in the bum. But um, also, you can't wear them the whole day. Uh, you can only wear them for eight hours at a time because right. of the damage they could cause to your chest. Otherwise, so you've got you've got you've got to think about when you're going to be wearing it, and because it must make a psychological difference to you when you are and when you're not wearing it. Yeah, sure. So like where I'm wearing it, it's an awareness that I have something on that's compressing my chest and it's very uncomfortable. And then when I don't wear it, it's like completely obvious in like everything that I'm wearing in, in my brain that like I've got this breast tissue on me that like shouldn't be there. So that's going out the window, hopefully. Um, you've decided yeah. to go ahead with this, but you're not um, going down the route of using the National Health Service, even though it is kind of, it is available, that surgery on the National Health Service. Can you explain explain why that is, that you decided to go down this private route? Yeah, um, so I adore the NHS, I think, as everyone does, but um, it's a particularly difficult process to um, receive medical help as a transgender person on the NHS. Um, I think there's eight transgender clinics or tra- gender identity clinics in uh, England. And the wait is around like two to five years to be seen. Wow. Um, yeah. So once you even do that, it's then another wait of several years to um, have top surgery. And then it's also quite a medicalized process, which is quite hard for non-binary people to go through. And that's because is it a psychological point of view? Are they doing some sort of counselling? And they and it, I guess it's difficult to work out your for them to work out your path. I suppose is that is that part of the reason? Yeah, I think it's maybe. I mean, I don't want to you know assume anything, but I wonder if it's because like gender is still seen as quite binary, right? Um, and that there's quite a lot of emphasis on if you have top surgery, you should be taking a test a testosterone, um, and you know having special gender identity therapy um and it's just a very long and difficult process um yeah so you're going down the private route Ooh. and um, you've got a you've got a uh is it a crowdfunder that you've got going at the moment yeah yeah i've got a gofundme it's not um, cheap is it this this, um, <laughs> this surgery no it's um seven thousand pounds just under seven thousand pounds wow um, yeah it's a lot of money yeah and actually, you know, for those people that don't have the support or the money, um, it must be difficult because is it going to make a big difference to you, do you think? I mean, I know it's difficult to, to look ahead. Once you've had this surgery, is that going to be the end of it? Or do you think you're always going to have this uh, this dysphoria? Uh, are you? It, but is it going to improve things for you, do you think? Yeah, um, for me, um, like there is a bit of dysphoria around in my hips and my thighs and the way like weight is distributed like fat is distributed to my body um, but for me like it's so surrounding my chest that's always been the thing that's got me so um, 
yeah, it will make make such a massive difference. Because yeah. you know, you know, looking on looking from the outside in, some people might say, "Well, you know, well, I'd like this done, and I'd like that done." Um, what would you yeah. say to those people who think, "Well, my nose looks a bit <laughs> big," or you know, or you know, you know, I'd like my breasts reduced or enhanced <laughs> or whatever? Uh, they're 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 seeing it from a slightly different point of view, aren't they? For sure. Um, I think for me, it was this massive thing of weighing up. Um, this is a huge amount of money to ask people for. And this GoFundMe is only half the money. Um, so I'm going to be like hosting events, hopefully, when COVID is a little bit you know, easier to navigate. Um, but it's also, you know, a massive surgery. Like, it's huge. I'm going to take three weeks holiday off whenever I do it. Um, it's a massive, huge surgery. It's completely altering my body. It's not an easy decision to make at all. Well... We wish you all the best of luck with that, Loey. Um, but before I let you go, obviously there are going to be people listening, thinking, oh, goodness, you know what? I've been feeling like that about my body. I've not known what's wrong. Is there advice or uh, organisations that people can look to to get advice about their gender identity if they're, if they're worried or just want to talk to somebody? Yeah, um, I really recommend Mermaids, which is, um, I think, more geared towards children and and young people. Or Kaleidoscope Trust are really great. And then in Bristol, I'd really recommend um, Mindline Trans Plus, which is run in Bristol, but is actually throughout the country. And also um, Freedom, off the record, are amazing as well. So lots Um, of lots of resources out there. Loie Trevina, thank you very much for talking to me and being so open about being trans uh, non-binary and living with gender dysphoria. Thank you so much for having me. Shout out. LGBT Radio for you. One nation, one world on Bristol's BCFM 93.2. Inclusive radio for Bristol. The Shout Out Podcast. That's a bad guy. Oh, one of my favourite songs and one of my favourite yeah. artists. Uh, really. And the artist being Billie Eilish. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, a, that's a cool. I, yeah, I just, I, I think it's funky. It's kind of like a, you know, bop along type song. Do you know yeah. what it reminds me of? The, the little bit of, of funky stuff that's going on in the background, eh? Like that could become, that could come from a horror movie. Yeah, there is something quite haunting about this song, especially at <laughs> yeah. the end. And if you watch the video, her eyes bleed. It's oh, nice. no, yeah. really? oh, no, I didn't know that. It's a little oh. bit dark. A little oh. bit dark. She's oh. an artist, guys. That's Artiste. what artists do. Well, see, that, that, that's because I, I just I'd listen to them on iTunes, and if I like them, I buy them and bring them to play on the show. So. Yeah, she also drives around in a really small car, so you know it's very diverse. What, like a Bentley, a, a, a Bentley Mulsanne? Uh, I think it's a mini child's Jeep, but yeah, we can go in Bentley. <laughs> anyway, would you like some some good news? Uh, f- following our little bit of a technical disaster with the telephone, I'm very pleased to say that we we've actually managed to um, connect directly over the internet, and uh, uh, I have the Tour de Trans uh, uh, with us. So a very uh, warm welcome to Peyton. Hi there. Hello, Peyton. It's Steph. How are you doing? Hi, Steph. Very well, thanks. And you? Good to chat to you again. And I knew yes. after our first prior interview that we'd, we'd keep tabs on you. We, we're stalking you. <laughs> in a good way. In a good way. Oh, absolutely. Of course. Very polite station, this. Um, so what was the first day like? You and Callum okay? Yeah, we're exhausted. Um, it, was, uh, it was a tough day. Um, being the first day, everything new, uh, still finding our way and finding our feet and getting into our rhythm. Um, and uh, it was actually a tough day's riding as well. So 
It was 57 miles and we climbed four or 4,200 and something feet. Wow. So there was Gosh. a fair bit, fair bit of hill work involved. But how's um, the weather? Uh, we had all seasons today, really. Oh, right. um, rolling out from Land's End, it was pea soup. You, we couldn't even see the sea. Um, we had to stop for the obligatory, you know, signpost photograph. You could just just see the signpost, <laughs> um, and we rode through that a little bit of rain. But by the time we got uh, about 30, 30 miles into the ride, we had glorious sunshine, and we actually got a bit of a tan. So <laughs> cool. Can I can I just very quickly just just as a recap for for the listeners for those that aren't aware, can you explain what it is you're actually doing at the moment? We are cycling from Lands End to John O'Groats in Scotland, um, which is the southernmost to the northernmost tip of the UK. And we're doing it for a couple of reasons. First of all, I'm doing it as a personal celebration of my own transitional journey to completion and wholeness. I'm also doing it to support a charity called Chrysalis, which provides support to transgender people and families um, questioning people going through you know, difficult times. And I'm also doing it um, as a statement to raise awareness and stimulate positive conversations about being trans across the country. The strapline for the Tour de Trance is across Britain, across genders. Oh, I now, like Pe- that. Peyton, you're having a little bit of um, a cycle pride, aren't you, later? Can you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. We originally wanted to have formal events, but they have just been impossible. And we've had to knock them on the head eventually as a result of you know various things and a little situation we're all coping with. <laughs> so uh, we are be working in conjunction with Pride Out. Pride Out is an inclusive LGBTQ plus cycling group across the UK. Um, and they organized a virtual Pride ride over Pride Month. And we are doing something similar for the Tour de Trance. So for the duration of the Trance, the the tour which started today and runs until the 25th of August, it's an opportunity for people to get their pride colours out. um, And that's also all pride, not just trans pride. And go for a ride and take photographs, post them on social media with the hashtag Tour de Trance. And just as a, as a show of support for Pride and for everything that the Tour de Trance stands for, which is inclusive, inclusivity and spreading a positive message about being, first of all, trans, but on the broader spectrum, a member of the LGBTQ plus community, because this is, it's the Tour de Trance, but it's not only about being trans, it's, it's about f- being um, representation and inclusion for all colours of the spectrum, and that's the gender spectrum and the sexual spectrum, if you want to use that term. Cool. Can I ask, so how, how long is the Tour de Trans going to take you? Uh, it's going to take 14 days. So we've got day one under the belt. There's 13 more waiting for us. Cool. Okay. So, so nice, nice sleep tonight then and straight <laughs> yeah, back to absolutely. it tomorrow. Well, we'll be, um, we'll be contacting you again next Thursday and we'll be tweeting um, your progress every day. Um, so we'll be keeping tabs on you. Excellent. Um, I think... Uh, Sorry, Peyton, go on. No, no, I say, I say, that's excellent, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now can you just give us the details of the charity? Because obviously um, it's all about raising funds for that charity. Um, the, how do people contribute? Um, if they just look up Tour de Trance on GoFundMe or at Tour de Trance on any of the social media platforms or the website is tourdetrance.co.uk. 
Cool, brilliant. Well, listen, it's, it's lovely to catch up with you, um, and and I hope hope the weather doesn't batter you to death with all these storms that seem to be hitting us at the moment. Um, but uh, what we'll do is we'll make sure that we also put the links up on our website when the podcast goes up. So uh, if you if you did miss that, don't worry, it'll be uh, up there so you can grab it later on. But uh, best of luck, and hopefully we'll catch up with you next week. Excellent. Look forward to it. And thank so, you so much for having us uh, on on the show today. That's, you're welcome, Peyton, and um, give our love to Callum. Will do. He he's standing, waving and smiling. Uh, okay. He's Hello, Callum. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, stay with us. Uh, you're listening to Shout Out. Um, we're going to head over and uh, catch up with Under the Umbrella. Hi there, and welcome to Under the Brolly, the My Umbrella podcast aiming to educate and inform the wider community about the lesser-known LGBT+, sexualities, genders, identities, kinks, and fetishes. My Umbrella is a volunteer-led support group based in Reading, Berkshire, for the lesser-known LGBT+, identities. This podcast aims to give you an introduction to both the well-known and lesser-known LGBT+, identities. My name is Steve, and this month's episode's focus is around the amazing Facebook group Drag Diva Lockdown, created by Paul Doble, who joins us today. Paul, first of all, thank you for joining us. Thank you. What made you think about starting the Facebook group Drag Diva Lockdown? Uh, it came around very randomly, conversation with me and Liam about creating a group for our known drag queens of our friendship group, um, so the likes of Arena Fox and Fanny Burns. And then it just spiralled into this magical thing, um, and it was created on the 9th of April. So just just after lockdown was kind of starting up, this amazing group came about in order to essentially raise awareness of some of the drag queens out there and the wonderful drag artists, but was it also designed to be able to bring people together with lockdown? It was initially designed to be very much family and friends, but the interest just grew and grew and grew. Brilliant. So how many drag queens have you had appear on the live streams when it started or since it started? So since it started up until today, just shy of 400 performances, Mm -hmm. we've had about 150 drag artists. And other people have kind of plugged into that as well and used it off their own platform, is that right? Yeah, so they've gone from their own, they've also gone through our platform as well. And yeah, it's, 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 just, it's just gone crazy with about six, nearly 6,000 members. 6,000 members? That, that's an eye-watering figure of, of people that have been kind of brought together into a bigger type of community as well. Have you received any negative comments or any negative publicity as a result of creating the group and holding these amazing events? Uh, we, very minimal, to be fair. We've been going, obviously, like I said, since April and... To be fair, the block list is very short. Really? Um, we had we had a few issues, predominantly surrounding a couple of our performances and our performers, shall we say. Sadly, against the trans community. Um, but they were soon shut down because it, wouldn't, it was not tolerated. Do you find that there tends to be um, a little bit of a, not a shift as such, but a misunderstanding between what uh, a drag queen or a drag artist or a drag queen, uh, sorry, drag king is uh, in comparison to the relationship between drag and the trans community? Or is, is there something there that seems to be misunderstood? I think something the page certainly we created and we learned from it as well is that there's different types of drag and you've got a lot of mm-hmm. diversity. You've got more than one hit of diversity coming through in drag. Yeah. You know, we had, the, we had the Black Lives Matter protest hit our page as well, mm-hmm. um, which created a bit of a stir. And it was very relevant and it, it made a change. But I think with with everything that was on there, the reason the group was created, you know, unfortunately there's two or three different types of diversity you've got to get hit with drag. 
Um, it's not just drag queens, it's drag kings, AFAB queens, mm-hmm. um, or bio queens, as, as they sometimes are called as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you've got the whole black, white, and yeah, and then obviously you've got your trans community as well. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. I think it's really important that this particular group was set up in order to bring people together and actually give a voice to certainly one area of the LGBT plus community that's very, very rarely heard from unless you go to actually see a drag performer. So I think, in all honesty, it was absolutely wonderful because I know that I've been partially involved in some of the some of the events, kind of attending them as well, and it's been absolutely wonderful to see what's happened. And you seem to have also kind of got your own kind of spin off with your with your kind of chat show esque uh, <laughs> event, which unfortunately we can't actually say um, what word. it's actually called, um, but it's chatting something uh, with Paul on a Thursday night and friends, very much uh, following the footsteps of, of Clive Anderson, possibly or <laughs> maybe someone else. <laughs> as well what what kind of made you do the spin-off as well was that just something to fill a gap or was it uh it was something that happened by mistake because originally it actually started me just introducing the weekend mm-hmm. telling what's going on all this and all that and then linda matthews who's a drag queen from birmingham joined the show mm. and just started chatting over live mm-hmm. and we got such a real response from it we're like let's make a show out of it And as it grew and grew and grew, we've had about 50 guests on there as well. Mm. And I know that it kind of came to a close. The last event was a couple of weeks ago and it's come back. You've brought it back. Why have you brought it back? Well, the last last official show was on the 23rd of July, uh, the weekend just for my birthday. So I thought prominent to to sort of finish it there. Yeah. It's actually the 25th of July. Um... (laughs) But yeah, we've had a lot of requests to bring back the chat show and with the ever-changing climate of where it is at the minute, mm-hmm. um, a lot of artists still aren't in work. So mm-hmm. the page as it's, as such is open yeah. to whoever wants to post on it. Predominantly it has to be associated with, our, with, the, with what the page is about. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the chat show is back on Thursday with me and Linda. Wonderful. Um, and we've got so far three guests looking for a few more. Excellent. And what what time is the actual chat show event on? Uh, so we brought the show forward an hour because mm-hmm. um, there's no listings before us anymore. Um, so it's eight o'clock this Thursday, and hopefully it might be an ongoing thing. We are just trying to test in the water again because obviously we've been gone for sixteen days. So eight o'clock Thursday this week, mm-hmm. um, and possibly going forward maybe some more as well, which sounds absolutely brilliant. What's next for Drag Diva? I mean, you may have already kind of led to that. That potentially uh... um, we've got the chatting show this Thursday, mm-hmm. and then obviously due to the sheer success of what happened last month um, with the one night only at Linda's Palladium uh, where I actually donned uh, my first ever drag outfit. You did, you um, did. As Miss Annie Skank, which was very amusing, <laughs> um, which obviously you were there. Oh, I was very much it. there. Um, I wanted to make sure you did it. I drove you there. We very nearly didn't make it. We very nearly turned back because of an accident. But we got there. We got. I got, I got into, into a full drag and... Uh, Due to the sheer success and the talk around that show, mm-hmm. uh, that's coming back on the 22nd of this month as well. So Amazing. We're, doing a, we're driving up to Birmingham once again, and there's going to be an extra body, that, well, extra two bodies this time, mm-hmm. um, from the Saturnos, who are also based in Birmingham. Excellent. So there's some, there's so much to look forward to with that as well. And it's been amazing to actually see how this this amazing group has kind of grown from this tiny little acorn to a, a huge huge throbbing drag oak I think is probably the best way to put it um, so lastly um, you do have merch available don't you you've got an Etsy shop yeah so it's all on Etsy yeah. um, there's a, there's a, a very few uh, items left we've, I think we've sold just under under 700 items oh my word okay um, and we've got what 
back to you then, Excellent. Excellent. They are available on Etsy. Just search Drag Dude Lockdown. That's fantastic. Well, Paul, thank you so much for joining us today on on today's podcast. It really is appreciated. And all the best um, and all the successes for the amazing work that you've done with Drag Diva Lockdown and certainly with your with your own your own drag <laughs> uh, your own drag adventure yourself as well. So thank you, Paul. So um, for those of you that wish to find out more about all the different LGBT plus identities, sexualities, genders, kinks and fetishes, bi-weekly at 7pm on a Sunday evening, you can also join us for Under the Brolly Live. The team themselves, including me, will be broadcasting many live video podcasts on Facebook to bring some LGBT plus colour and fun into your living rooms and bedrooms while we are unable to get out on the road to visit all of the different prides that we would normally be doing at this time of year. Hit us up on the event to be reminded and we look forward to seeing you there. Of course, in advance of Sunday, you can also get hold of our LGBT plus mini fact sheets and our My Umbrella Guide to LGBT plus available from our online shop, which is located at www.myumbrella.org.uk forward slash shop. To get involved with the show, we would love to hear from any of you out there who want us to showcase your LGBT plus identity or who have any other suggestions for our podcast. Just drop us an email to info at myumbrella.org.uk and pop in the subject line under the brolly and let us know what LGBT plus identity, sexuality, gender, kink or fetish or idea you want us to feature. It could be yours or it could be one that you've never heard of. Until then, we'll see you soon. Bye. For information about Shoutout Radio, visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt. Shoutout. LGBT Radio for you. The Shoutout Podcast. Oh, she's gone. I put that one on Gosh, to try and wake Steph up. that makes you want to go out, out. <laughs> not, not just out, Andy. So uh, that's called uh, Let It Shine. That's by Stephen Reddant. And uh, that is the Dirty Disco Radio Edit. <laughs> There's nothing better than a bit of <laughs> dirty, dirty disco. disco. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of um, discos and bopping and the like, um, Matthew's got an event for us, I, I think. Were talking about, speaking of dirt, you were going to throw to me. I was wondering what was going on then. What, dirty uh, disco? Well, I suppose, yeah, it could describe you, couldn't it? <laughs> Listen, something very interesting has landed on my desk. If you're a fan of science and also drag, then there is a, an event happening online next week. It's called Science is a Drag, and it's science-themed drag. Uh, drag kings, drag queens. Um, uh, many of these have done these acts on, on stage at uh, Science Festival before, but uh, they're doing it all online next Wednesday, August the 19th. It's live-streamed variety show all about science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, and will feature show-stopping performances from Rujazzle, uh, Dr. Jiggs Boson, and Zara Gladman. Two hours of sickening performances, uh, and it's ticketed as a pay what you can so um yeah so how much do we have to pay to see you in drag then matthew uh, <laughs> i think people will be paying not to see me <laughs> what do you reckon guys would you, would you, would you pay to see matthew oh, no. in drag um yes you would oh, let me check my bank balance <laughs> <laughs> i reckon I did you're it expensive once. matthew I, I i did it once and i'm sure there's some former uh, uh, pupils of mine uh, listening to this um uh, at, at my school when i was teaching uh, i did a fundraiser and that's the only time i've cross-dressed and it was um it was it was absolutely brilliant brilliant fun i looked pretty horrific pretty scary to be honest <laughs> but then that can be you know entertaining in itself 
myself. But this does look <laughs> absolutely brilliant. I had a quick look and um, I'm probably going to check it out. I love the uh, the way they've worded it as, as well. Stem Stravaganza will bring you all the glitz of science and all the wisdom exactly. of straight into your living room. Mm. So it's next Wednesday, August the 19th. It starts at uh, uh, 8 o'clock UK time. Uh, tickets are all available on the Eventbrite uh, website. I'm going to post the link on the shout out Twitter feed. If you want to follow them on Twitter and find out more, uh, just search for Drag Science. I think most uh, social media platforms you'll find them Drag Science. Uh, well worth it. I'm certainly going to keep my eye on it. Yeah, it sounds cool. I mean, I'm a big fan of science and the light, and um, and drag's really good fun. I remember um, judging um, um, the drag competition at the Queen Chilling a few years ago. It was uh, so much fun. Yeah, it's, uh, mm. it sounds very interesting. And science is always quite sort of a, a popular subject as people want to go and learn a bit more about the world. Well, I'd never thought the science and drag kind of cross over. It wouldn't really have occurred to me. Uh, but like, no, I suppose they, it kind of... They do. <laughs> <laughs> when it's done right, and, and these lot, they do... You really are sounding right, like the voice of um, experience here, yes. Matthew. <laughs> well, yes, because I've been at science festivals where they've um, where they've performed and uh, our, our colleague Rose, uh, Rose Harrison, has also seen them as well. So uh, the team's growing all the time. They're a young bunch very very dynamic and very very funny cool. Do you know, well I've once seen, to check it out then uh, sorry I was going to say I've seen um, science and comedy put together before um, and it was absolutely fantastic and not something I expected to, to be seeing or, or laughing at hysterically so I can highly recommend it especially in drag Mm, yeah, of course. Um, talking of online things, of course, uh, Bristol Pride's uh, online this year. And they've started advertising some of the things they're doing, so uh, well worth keeping an eye out for that. So, uh, anyway, that's it for another show. Uh, just want to say um, we wish uh, Tour de Trans all the best, and like we said, uh, hopefully we'll touch base with them again next week. Uh, apologies for the technical issues we had a bit earlier on. And in the meantime, catch up with us on news and podcasts all online at shoutoutradio.lgbt. Uh, next week, we'll be talking about the effects of COVID on community funding. Uh, but from myself and Matthew and Terry and Hans and Steph and Andy, uh, <laughs> say bye-bye, everyone. Bye! bye. Shout out. LGBT Radio for you. Such fun.